The following podcast may contain mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Glenn, and welcome to the Glenn Think Stuff Podcast, episode 33, episode 33. How you guys doing? If you're new to my podcast, welcome. On my podcast, I just like to talk about things that I think about. It's pretty random, as you will see as we proceed, but I just like to have fun. I like to keep a light. I like to take people out of the grind of their everyday lives and just go on a journey. Go on a journey together on my podcast. We're going on a trip together. And it will be so much fun. So I'm glad to be back. I've been gone for a minute. I think it's been over a week since I dropped a podcast. But that's cool. So today I have a lot of cool stuff to talk about. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're listening to me right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to me right now. So, let's just get into this thing and do what we do, people. All right. All right, all right, all right. How are you guys doing today? I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back with you. I'm glad to be back gracing your ears with my voice. It's been a while. I thought that summer would be more laid back and I thought that I would have more time to dedicate to podcasting during the summertime, but that's not been the case. But that's fine because I'm doing a lot of cool stuff. And it's all good. It's all good in the hood, people. How are you doing? How was your week this past week? Mine was pretty good. I broke my phone yesterday. Actually, um, what happened was I took the case off my phone about a month ago, right? It's this big, bulky case. And I just kind of got tired of this big, bulky phone case that I've always had. And I was like, I'll take this phone case off my phone and it will just I'll just be careful is what I'll be. I'll just be careful. But man, you wanna know what happened? This is what happened. Somebody told me Friday night, they saw me with my phone and they said, Well, I would be scared to not have my phone in a case like that. And I'm like, What you talking about? That's stupid. You stupid. That's cause you clumsy is what that is. But the next day I was walking into the bathroom, right? And I was putting my phone, I kind of was reaching up with my phone and I was going to bring it back down and put it into my pocket. And I had, like I was holding it with two fingers and it fell face down on the tile floor, right? And as soon as I saw it just land on the screen, I was just like, well, that can't be good. And I picked it up, and it was just shattered. The whole screen was shattering. I was like, man, that's a bummer. (laughs) And I didn't even get mad for a minute because I guess I just realized in that moment that I was an idiot for not having it in a phone case. And I was just like, well, I guess I'm getting a new phone today. But 
what ended up happening was I've heard of those screen doctor places and those like places you can take your phone and they'll just replace the screen. And I said, I'll give one of those places a whirl. And so I ended up at one place and they couldn't do it because they were all booked up. But I found another place and they just put a new screen on there. And that was that. That was that, Jack. But that's totally not an interesting story. But that was like the adventure that I went on this weekend. And I'm glad I have a new I have a new screen on my phone and now it is back in its phone case where it belongs. And I'm not really excited about that part, but at least it's was sal salvageable. Sal that's right, salvageable. Salvageable. At least it was salvageable. So that's good. And I just wanted to share that with you. That is the boring that is a boring story to start a podcast off with. After I've been MIA, suck. I've been MIA. But that's about all I've been doing. I've watched a little bit of baseball. My Yankees are in a series right now with the Boston Red Sox. And if you're a Red Sox fan, I don't even want to. I mean, I don't, I'm not even interested in talking about you because the Boston Red Sox are evil. And the Yankees are just the most beautiful thing ever. But the series has not gotten off to a good start. I'm not happy about it. But Aaron Judge is out, and Gary Sanchez didn't play. He's out. So if we had them, we'd totally be rocking it way better. But we don't, so it's sucking right now for me. It's sucking in my life. But I'm not going to talk about baseball anymore on this podcast today because I want to. I want it to be a happy podcast. I want to go to my happy place now. I'm back on the mic, so... Let's just get into it. Let's get into this, what I want to say to you with my words today. All right? Now, if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I am a keen observer of human behavior, right? And so, with that being said, I want to tell you about um, a lady that I observed in a shoe store that was on meth, right? And you might be like, dude how do you know she was on meth man I watched this lady for a while right and at first I mean I wasn't just staring at this lady because that is rude but I saw this lady in this shoe store that I was in and it was a really crowded shoe store because everybody's getting their fresh kicks you know everybody's going back to school and they want to be looking fly and yeah, when I was a kid, I didn't have I didn't have like name brand shoes. I think I talked about that on like a podcast early on. Like I got Walmart shoes from Walmart when it was like a general store. It wasn't even it wasn't even like it is now, like Super Walmart, baby. But like Champion or something like that was the shoes that I was rocking. But kids today, they can't be having those shoes, man. They gotta, they'll get bullied, so you have to have nice shoes. So I'm in the shoe store, and it's really crowded. And out of the corner of my eye, I just saw this lady that my first thought was, she'd be acting crazy, <laughs> right? And when somebody be acting crazy, I'm going to watch them out of the corner of my eye. You know, you just you want to be aware of your surroundings. 
You want to pay attention to what's going on around you. And so I started kind of watching this lady out of the corner of my eye. And it didn't take me long to say, all right, she's on something, right? And you might think that, Glenn, you don't know. Something could be medically wrong with this lady. That's not very nice of you to just jump to that conclusion. But no, no. I was watching this lady for a minute, and I determined that it was not a medical ailment, right? And I'm not trying to make light of drug addiction and drug use. That's not what I'm trying to do here at all. Because if you have a problem with drugs or someone close to you does, you should totally get help or they should get the help that they need because that's what you're supposed to do. But that doesn't mean that what I witnessed was not entertaining in some way shape or form so that's why i'm telling you about like i was just watching her and after i started watching her i was like well all everything she does like every interaction she had it was like really exaggerated like she was flailing her arms all around when someone would just hand her a shoebox and i could tell i could just tell that she was a young lady like she was probably in her mid to late 20s but she looked like she was about 50 right like the pictures the meth before and after pictures that you've looked at um after you go to the walmart crazy people at walmart website like you go to the before and after meth pictures (laughs) just when you're out of stuff to google you're like man i'm out of stuff to google oh meth before and after but like I could tell that she like had really been on some stuff and she wasn't that old but she looked pretty rough and the people that she was with I could tell that they had been using some kind of substance but not on the level of this lady right but what was interesting and what got me thinking was that I could tell that every interaction she had with the people that she was with whether it was doing stuff with shoes or and it was all grown people so it wasn't like there were kids with them Um, but every interaction this lady had and what got me thinking was I could tell even when she talked I could tell that she was having to think really hard about what she was doing or what she was saying like what would not draw a lot of attention it was like she had to focus on just trying to act like socially acceptable I guess and that was kind of interesting to me because I was I was just like man that's crazy that she's having to sit there and act you know like think about every action she does right that's pretty wild and then I thought well what's the closest thing for me to that right and I thought about when I'm really tired like when I'm really tired because this lady could have been up for you know she could have been up for like a week she could have been up for you know three or four days or whatever and like I was thinking when I'm really tired like the filter that I have between my brain and my mouth doesn't work as good as when I'm really (laughs) as when I'm really rested you know what I mean and there's just these there's just these social restrictions that that are in the back of your mind 
you know, even when you're tired that you're like, yeah, I can't, you know, I can't tell the attendant at the gas station that I like raisins. I don't like raisins. That's a bad example. What could I say? Like, I like chocolate pie. You know, like, they'll be like, oh, your Dasani water, that will be one fifty nine, sir. And I'm just thinking, I like chocolate pie. Like, you just can't, <laughs> you can't say that. They would just be like, what? All right, one fifty nine, sir. But I was thinking, like, for one day, what would it be like just to say whatever or do whatever, right? I mean, you might, like, if, say you're at, like, what's the place you could be? Where's the place you could be in the world? What is the place you could be in the world? Like, if you were a Cinnabon, right? And you ate your little Cinnabon and you're like, that was a really tasty Cinnabon. I fully enjoyed that. And you wanted to do a little dance when you stood up, you know, and were dusting the crumbs off of your shirt, you know. Because I know that that I'm not the only person in the world that may get a crumb or two in their shirt. Or if you're dusting the crumbs out of your beard and you're just like, that was so good, I want to do a little dance right now, you know? Do-do-do, and you do a little dance. Like, you probably have wanted to do something like that in your life in front of a mass group of people just because something was so tasty and delicious. But just the the societal restrictions that are placed upon us you just can't do that kind of stuff right but what would it be like if you could like it would be awkward it would totally be awkward but wouldn't it be kind of freeing you know you would ask this is something that you would do is like people that you see that you just can't determine their age you know you would ask more people how old they were more total strangers how how old are you Man, how old even are you? Like, that's something that you would do. Or if you were having, like, if the waiter was grating cheese, and I talked about this. I talked about this, too, on another podcast. I think it was probably 10 or 11 podcasts ago about the cheese grater person at the restaurant and how we all stop the cheese grater person that's grating cheese upon our entrees before we really want them to stop. And they just look at us and they slow down the little grate. They slow down grating the cheese and look at us like, are you serious? That you want more than that? Like, if you just for one day could do whatever you wanted and think and say, you would let the cheese grater waiter, the cheese grater waiter, you would just let them keep grating. You know? You would. And so... I just want to, I just, that lady, the meth lady made me think about that. Like, you know, what, what would it be like just to totally let go and do it, you know? And I wanted to be like, I kind of felt bad, you know, because I was like watching this person out of the corner of my eye. I wasn't just blatantly staring, but I was like, man, I just want to go up to her and say, it's okay. Just let go, you know, just let go. Just be yourself. But then I realized that I might just get stabbed. (laughs) And I wouldn't be able to be doing this podcast right now. I was like, man, I don't want to be stabbed. I got a lot of stuff to do today. So, I mean, I didn't say anything. But it was just an interesting... It was something interesting to see and think about, you know. And, you know, while we're on the topic of what's, what's socially acceptable and not acceptable like this is not 
this is kind of a smooth segue that I'm doing here, and I don't really, I'm not really happy about that because I kind of pride myself on rocky segues <laughs> on this podcast. If you've listened to it, I kind of like to just be more random with what I'm talking about, but this is a pretty good, this is a pretty good segue since we're on the topic of what's socially acceptable and not socially acceptable, moving right along like breastfeeding in public okay and i've seen some news stories on this lately that i just pass over with minimal concern because i'm not really concerned about it well i guess that i that explains the minimal concern explains that i don't need to go any farther with that but like, I haven't read up on this. And I've seen some stuff on social media about people getting offended and women that are new mothers being like, I don't care, I do what I want. I should be able to breastfeed wherever, however, how, whatever. But I really don't have a dog in the fight, so I'm not going to weigh in on it. And I'm not going to say yay or nay because I really don't care that much if people do it or not. It's just not my it's not my battle on Glenn Think Stuff Podcast. I'm not going to choose sides. If you're against it, hooray for you. And if you're for it and want to do it in public, hooray for you as well. That's my stance on it. But the reason that I'm bringing this up is because I was talking to somebody that I know last week. And I wasn't even planning on talking about this really on my podcast because there's not really a lot to talk about as far as how I feel about it, but they said something that really made me laugh, and I've not laughed as hard. And I like to laugh. I really like to laugh, but it's rare that I laugh to the point where I can't breathe and tears are running down my face. Like, that's not... That doesn't happen a whole lot. So when it does, I really savor it. I just savor that so much. It's just, oh, I just take it, I take it in. But, so this person was telling me about somebody they know. And somebody that, that, that when they breastfeed, they strip down to, like, they just strip down the upper part of their body. And I don't know why, but I just, I just started, that just cracked me up. Like, I just started laughing. I was laughing so hard. And I was, I think I had my earbuds in or I was on the phone or something. I was talking to him on the phone and I was like, dude, I laughed so hard because I just imagine being somewhere in public, right? Like, say that you're at the mall, okay? You're at the mall and you see a lady pushing a stroller and you don't really think twice about it because when you see a, a lady pushing a stroller... You're just like, oh, they got a baby. That's cool. You know, good for them. They have a baby. And then, you know, you don't really think twice about it. But if they sat down like at one of those, say you saw one coming, a mother coming at you from like the opposite direction and you're walking down the mall, you know, and you see them sit around one of those big plants that they have in the mall. Are those real or fake? I think they're fake. Do they have real plans in the mall? Does anyone know the answer to that question? But, regardless, it's just like a situation I'm making up in my head. So, if you want to imagine real plants, 
luscious greenery, then you can. You can imagine that. But if you want to imagine fake plants, then you can do that too. You can do that as well. I'll give you that freedom in my story that I'm telling you. But you see a lady sit down at one of those plants and she just you're just like oh that's cool she's gonna feed her kid you know i'm not gonna stare like a creep but then she just takes everything off you know (laughs) wouldn't that just be crazy like wouldn't everybody just be like oh oh i'm in national geographic it would just be weird and that made me laugh that made me laugh so hard i don't know why I don't know why, but just thinking about everybody. I think it was more thinking about not so much somebody doing that, but more more like everybody in the world's reaction to that would be. And I don't even think this person does this in a public, like a public setting. That would be hilarious if they did. I need to find that out if they know, if they do. Like, that would be hilarious. But what really cracked me up, was more everybody else's reaction to that, what it would look like, (laughs) you know? And I think that would be the funny part, you know? And maybe you don't. Maybe you're like, this is so stupid. I can't believe I'm wasting my time listening to you talk about such stupid things, Glenn. Well, you are, and you did, and congratulations. Okay. All right. Well, I decided to. Something that I really enjoyed doing on a past podcast was I did a segment called Storytime with Glenn on a podcast a while back. And what I did was I read a book and I just gave my, like, I I took a, like a children's book and then I applied it to adult life, right? And... So it was called Storytime with Glenn, and I enjoyed it. I don't know if anybody else did, but today I wanted to read another book that I really like, that I've liked ever since I was but a young boy thinking about things in this world. Like, it's like one of my favorite books from when I was little, and I wanted to do Storytime with Glenn today, and I wanted us to pull a lesson out of it that we all can, you know, apply to our everyday lives now. And so, without further ado, this is Storytime with Glenn. The book that we're going to read today is called Thidwick, The Big-Hearted Moose by Dr. Seuss. And I'm just excited about it because this is one of my favorite books from when I was a little old boy. So we're just going to get right into it right now. That's what we're going to do, okay? So just get your hot cocoa or if it's too hot outside, just get you a little old cold glass of lemonade, turn on the ceiling fan and put some baby powder on because we're about to throw down. We're about to throw down. All right, here we go. Up at Lake Winnebago, the far northern shore, lives a huge herd of moose, about 60 or more, and they all go around in a big happy bunch looking for nice tender moose moss to munch. Up at Lake Winnebago, one day they were lunching, just strolling along and enjoying their munching, for the moose moss that day was especially fine. When it happened that Thidwick, the last moose in line, saw a bingle bug sitting. 
The bug called out, hey, it's such a long road and it's such a hot day. Would you mind if I rode on your horns for a way? Alright, so Thidwick had a little bug that asked him if he could ride on his horns. And, I mean, that's kind of like if somebody asks for your help, you know, and it really doesn't put you, you know, out of the way, then you should probably help that person out. You know, just be good to the people that are that are around you. That's what I think that you should do. And I don't know if Thidwick's going to do that. Well, I do know. But we'll see what he does. All right? Of course not, smiled Thidwick, the big-hearted moose. I'm happy my antlers can be of some use. There's room there to spare, and I'm happy to share. Be my guest, and I hope that you're comfortable there. So the bingle bug picked out a nice, easy seat, and the moose went on looking for moose moss to eat. So that's cool. Thidwick, the big-hearted moose, let the little bug jump up on his antlers. And so that's a cool thing. Thidwick's cool and we should all learn from that and we should all be more like Thidwick. Well, an hour or so later, the bug heard a squeak and he heard a small voice of a tree spider speak. I say, said the spider, you've got a nice place. That moose seems quite friendly. He has such a nice face. If I got on too, do you think it would mind? Hop aboard, laughed the bug, and I think that you'll find that the moose won't object. He's the big-hearted kind. I accept, said the spider with joy and delight, and he started a web horn to the right. So, this is kind of jacked up, man. Like, the bug's already chilling out on Thidwick's antlers, and then he's kind of like, he's kind of taking advantage of Thidwick, Thidwick's big heart and you know he let the spider come up there too which it really wasn't his place to do that but he's just I mean he's kind of it's kind of taking advantage of Thidwick a little bit but it's all good because like a bug and a spider on the horns of something you know it really doesn't put Thidwick out and you know if somebody if somebody if you're helping somebody and you see that they're trying to help somebody else, you know, while you're helping them, you know, if it really doesn't put you out, then it's really not that big of a deal, you know, so it's all good. So let's just proceed with the story, right? While the spider was spinning, he heard a gay song and a fresh little Xena zoo bird came along. He stopped and he stared and he chirped, well, well, well. What a smart place to build. What a great place to dwell. I've been living on trees ever since I was born, but here's something new. Why? Why not live in a horn? If there's room there for two, then there's room there for three. There's plenty of room, laughed the bug, and it's free. All right. So this is the point where it's getting kind of out of hand. Like if you're helping somebody and they're just straight up you know, other people see you helping the people, and and this is just people straight up taking advantage. Not people, but the animals taking advantage of Thedwick just because the bug laughed at the end and said it's free. Like, that's not taking Thedwick's feelings into account at all, you know, and it's kind of like a freeloader mentality, and that's not cool, man. That is not cool.
And that is all I have to say at this point. At this juncture, that is all I have to say. Alright, let's roll with it. Thidwick stopped walking. What was all that talking? These guests had caught Thidwick the moose unawares. Hey, he called out. What goes on? They're upstairs. Just building a nest, sir, the Zenazoo said, and began yanking hairs out of poor Thidwick's head, and he plucked out exactly 204. Don't worry, he laughed. You can always grow more. Then he dozed off to sleep in his fine moose hair nest. This bird, murmured Thidwick, is sort of a pest, but I'm a good sport, so I'll just let him rest, for a host, above all, must be nice to his guest. Alright, so what we're seeing here is Thidwick's like, Thidwick is really a good moose, man. Out of all the mooses that I've ever come across, this bird just yanked out all Thidwick's hair, all these hairs. What does it say? He plucked out exactly 204 hairs out of this poor moose's head. And Thidwick's, like, worried about being a good host and, and letting the bird rest, you know? And that really says a lot about Thidwick. And... Like, me or you might read this and be like, they're just taking advantage of poor Thidwick and his big heart. And that's exactly what they're doing. And, man, I totally wouldn't put up with, with a bird yanking my hairs out. But, you know, Thidwick has a big heart. And what goes around comes around, you know? Like, Thidwick knows that. And so he's trying to be a good host. He's try He's not being a pushover. I don't think that Thidwick's a pushover as much as he just has a big a big heart you know and he's a really good moose and and i can i can learn from thidwick you know maybe not maybe not at this level i wouldn't go but you know there's something to be said for people with hearts this big you know so let's move along Besides now, it's getting quite late in the day, and surely tomorrow they'll all go away. But alas, the next morning, the sun's early light wrought to Thedwick's sad eyes a most unwelcome sight. Meet my wife, said the bird. I was married last night, and perhaps, by the way, I should mention to you that her uncle is coming to live with us too. You're a very fine host, so I know you'd be willing. Then the uncle, a woodpecker, started in drilling. All Thedwick's friends shouted, Get rid of those pests. I would, but I can't, sobbed poor Thidwick. They're guests. Guests indeed, his friends answered, and all them frowned. If those are your guests, we don't want you around. You can't stay with us, because you're just not our sort. And they all turned their backs and walked off with a snort. <coughs> Man, that's kind of messed up, because all Thidwick's people turned their back on him because they saw people taking advantage he they saw people taking advantage of Thedwick that were pests and they saw it for what it was and sometimes when you're outside of a situation and you see you see someone or some people taking advantage of somebody that you're close to you can see it for what it is but you know if they're emotionally if they're emotionally invested in something or they're trying to just help somebody and they have a lot invested in it, maybe more than you know, then it's hard for them to just, you know, blow off, blow those people off or see it for what it is, you know. And so it's kind of sad. 
but you know Thad Wick is a good dude so let's see what happens next I know but I'm not gonna tell you now with the big friendless moose walked alone and forlorn with four great big woodpecker holes in his horn what holes whispered Hernan a squirrel who spied him what holes to hide nuts in hmm mind if I try them they're yours called the woodpecker get right inside them this big-hearted moose runs a public hotel bring your nuts bring your wife bring your children as well so the whole squirrel family all jumped on pale mail and the very next thing the poor animal knew a bobcat and turtle were living there too now what was a big-hearted moose going to do well what would you do if it happened to you you couldn't say scat because that wouldn't be right. You couldn't shout scram, because that isn't polite. A host has to put up with all kinds of pests, for a host above all must be nice to his guests. So you try hard to smile, and you try hard to look sweet, and you go right on looking for moose moss to eat. Alright, so Thidwick's in over his head. Thidwick, all these, all these animals have moved into Thidwick's antlers. Even, I mean, even a turtle what's a turtle <laughs> what's a turtle have you ever seen a turtle on a moose's antlers i don't think that you have if you have tweet me a picture of it because i would like to see it but it's just kind of sad and thidwick's lost his friends you know from being so big-hearted who is so big-hearted that they even lose their friends you know that's just sad and were they really his friends anyway but Let's proceed with the story. The sad, sad, sad story. But now it was winter, and that wasn't easy. For moose moss gets scarce when the weather gets freezy. The food was soon gone on the cold northern shore of Lake Winnebago. There just was no more. And all Thidwick's friends swam away in a bunch to the south of the lake where there's moose moss to munch. He watched the herd leaving and then Thidwick knew he'd starve if he stayed here. He'd have to go too. He stepped in the water then oh what a fuss stop screamed his guest. You can't do this to us. These horns are our home and you've no right to take our home to a far distant side of the lake. Be fair. Thidwick begged with a lump in his throat that just makes you sad man this is like he helped a little bug at first you know because he had a big heart but the bug and the other people that the bug and the other guests and Thed thedwick's horns like kept inviting like they just took advantage and advantage and advantage and advantage of thedwick until he's kind of at the end of his rope he realizes that he's gonna starve you know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't do something, if he doesn't, you know, go to the other side of the lake, to the south, the south side, you know, and that just kind of goes to show that sometimes it's not, it's not mean to be assertive, it's not mean to stick up for yourself, you know, and, but you really can't judge Thedwick, you know, he's just not to that point yet, he's not to that point, and what goes around does come around, I said that, that's true, so, you know, he knows that in the back of his head. And he was like, what if I was hard up? You know, even though he knows that this isn't right, what if I was hard up? I'd want somebody to help me. All right. So let's just 
let's keep reading. We're fair, said the bug. We'll decide this by vote. All those in favor say aye. Aye. All those in favor of staying say nay. Aye, shouted Thidwick. But when he was done, nay, they all yelled. He lost eleven to one. We win, screamed the guests by a very large score. And the poor starving Thidwick climbed back onto shore. Then do you know what those pests did? They asked in some more. They asked in a fox who jumped in from the trees. They asked in some mice. They asked in some fleas. They asked a big bear in. And then, if you please, came a swarm of 362 bees. Poor Thidwick sank down with a groan to his knees. And then, then, something that made his heart freeze. Bullets came singing right past Thidwick's face. Guns were bang-banging all over the place. Get that moose! Get that moose! Thidwick. Thidwick heard a voice call. Fire again and again and shoot straight, one and all. We must get his head for the Harvard Club wall. Alright. So now we're at a point in the story where... I mean, Thidwick's life is in danger. You know? I mean, his immediate life. He's already... We're, we're already worried about starving to death, but now... I mean, people are... Sh- hunters are shooting at Thidwick. And because they want his head, probably because of what's going on with up in his antlers. And so, you know, that's kind of... If you're helping somebody and it puts you in harm's way, I mean, that... That's... There's there's one thing when you're helping somebody like Mother Teresa. You know, that's all good. But I'm sure that, you know, there comes a point where you have to take care of yourself. You know, and that's what Thidwick needs to do. And that's what, what you need to do and I need to do. Is if someone and or a group of people are just taking advantage of you. You know, there's nothing wrong with not getting shot. Do you know what I am saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's a good lesson to take away from this. When you when you help people, that's cool, but don't get shot. All right. So let's go. Thidwick took his heels with that load on his head, with five hundred pounds on his horns. The moose fled. He could have run faster without all those pests, but a host above all must be nice to his guests. Up canyon, off cliff over wild rocky trail with bullets bang bouncing around him like hail up gully through gulch and down slippery sluice his heart his hard-hearted guest raced the soft-hearted moose then finally they had him because of those pests they had run out of luck because of the the guests on his horns he was stuck he gasped he felt faint and the whole world grew fuzzy Thidwick was finished completely or was he finished not Thidwick decidedly not it's true he was in the most terrible spot but now he remembered a thing he'd forgot a wonderful something that happens each year to the horns of all moose and the horns of all deer today was the day Thidwick happened to know that old horns come off so that new ones can grow and he called to his pests on his horns as he threw them. You wanted my horns. Now you're quite welcome to them. Keep them. They're yours. As of me, I shall take myself to the far distant side of the lake. 
and he swam Winnebango and found his old bunch and arrived just in time for a wonderful lunch at the south of the lake where there's moose moss to munch. His old horns today are where you knew they would be. His guests are still on them, all stuffed as they should be. So, that is Thedwick, the big hearted moose. And that just shows what goes around comes around. You know, because all the people that took advantage of poor Thidwick are up on the wall stuffed where they should be. So that's how they chose to treat Thidwick. And, you know, they totally got what was coming to them. And that's kind of messed up. They all got killed, and that's what they get. But there's kind of a lesson in that book. And that was story time with Glenn. I just, I just enjoyed reading y'all Thidwick so much. So much. It was so much fun. And Thidwick got away. And he got new horns and everything. Okay, well. <laughs> that was kind of a long book. And I'm sorry. I did not plan that out very well. But. Thidwick the Big Hearted Moose. That's a good book. So that's my podcast for today, people. I appreciate you listening. Thank you for checking me out. That means a lot to me. Um, I'm available. If you're listening to this podcast on the platform of your choice, then you know where to find it. But if you're wondering um, where else you can find me, you can just about find this podcast on all the podcasting platforms. If you would, leave me a review on the iTunes because that kind of bumps me up in search results on iTunes. And if you're like, dude, you totally suck and I don't recommend you, then I'm not scared of a bad review. Tell me, just be honest. But um, to all the people that have left me reviews, thank you. That means a lot. It means a lot that you would take time out of your day or your night to check out my podcast. I just like to have fun. And that's what I do here. If you want more of Glenn Think Stuff and you're like, Glenn, we can't get enough of you, bro, on your podcast like Weekly Man, that's not enough. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Glenn Think Stuff. I tweet tweet a lot of stuff on Twitter, so you can follow me there. Um, If you have something you want me to talk about on my podcast, I've done it. I enjoy it. It's fun. You can um, shoot me an email at glennthinkstuff at yahoo.com. Glennthinkstuff at yahoo.com. And I'll totally do that. Any suggestions, um, constructive criticism, what do you got? You can email it to me. But thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And until next time, people, peace out.